0: welcome to the vine podcast this is rachel tate yator and today we are getting to learn more about some members in our church and particularly some that haven't been part of our podcast before. So we had Sherry uh, share about her experience in Uganda, and that was wonderful to hear everything that God is doing through her children there. And this week, we're going to have an opportunity to get to know one of our members who I think has an interesting story and some perspective to share with us. And so I want to welcome to the Vine podcast, Carol Johnson today. Hi, Carol. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, awesome. Thank you for your willingness to be part of this um, and to just give us an opportunity to let us know you a little bit better. Um, So first, I want to ask you just some questions um, about who you are and what you enjoy doing. So what are some things that you do for fun?
1: Well, of course, now it's we have Pre-COVID and (laughs) during COVID, uh, I enjoyed uh, pre-COVID, I'm very social, and I enjoyed going out to lunch with my girlfriends and laughing a lot. I had uh, another group of ladies that uh, around the apartment complex where I live, we get get together and play games once a month. I enjoy swimming, going to the pool, taking an aqua arthritis class,
2: mm. which
1: I am still doing, but it's a lot different than it was. And Donna Cummings and Dorothy Schultz also were in those classes. Um, and there may be others from our church, I don't know. And, uh, and also since uh, we've been kind of locked in, I've uh, re-discovered the joy of cooking. Oh, (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) So I've been been doing um, lots of new recipes, and uh, my freezer is full, so I'm going to have to stop for a while and (laughs) eat it up. Do you have all those
0: leftovers
1: that you froze or do you pre
0: make meals and freeze them?
1: I pre make them and freeze them. Oh okay. Uh, and I usually uh if I make a big batch then uh I'll you know, I'll I'll eat what I made and then the rest ends up in the freezer. And it's really nice to just be able to go and pull it out, however, when you don't go yeah. anywhere anymore. <laughs>
0: That's so true. (laughs) Yeah, we've been eating a lot at home lately. um, And it's very different because I think growing up, my family, we used to eat out more. And so we've just had a lot of time at home together and cooking together. And but really, all the credit goes to my mom. So (laughs) I thank her for that. But we tend to talk about food a whole lot on this podcast. So why don't you tell us what are some of the things
1: that you like to cook? Well, I have a, a uh, chili recipe that I uh, really like. I started making it uh, when my kids were still at home. Uh, I would uh, once or twice a year, I would sit down and make a uh, menu out for the entire week. Then I would make sure I had all the groceries, and then I would cook it. And uh, then I'd ask my family, uh, I started off asking them, uh, did they like it? And of course, I couldn't, they didn't want to hurt my feelings. So I <laughs> finally said, do you like it well enough to have it again?
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, and if they said yes, I added it to my repertoire, I guess you'd say.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, because I got tired of cooking the same old, old thing all the time. Yeah. And uh so anyway that's one thing yeah uh, I I make still make up all, all the time and usually have in the freezer that I can pull out for the winter time that's so
0: a- oh yeah that's such a nice comfort food when it's cold outside and it just like warms you up from the inside out so I'd love to try your chili one day <laughs> <laughs> well um So what about this week? Is there anything that's been kind
1: of a highlight for you so far? Well, I got to go to the pool Tuesday. I go Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, For an hour, I do the aqua arthritis class. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I've also been taking uh, uh, classes on Zoom. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they have every thing you can think of and <laughs> that you could possibly want to learn about and yeah. they last an hour and uh, and I've been doing some of that some of that uh, uh, with on scrapbooking I'm, I'm mainly oh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get all the photos that are not in the you know the old-fashioned mm-hmm. ones the paper ones Right. <laughs> to the computer so yes. I can do uh, scrapbooking. And oh, wow. The, and my plan is to make digital scrapbooks. Oh, and then good. give the real photos or the hard copies right.
0: to the yeah. people who are in it,
1: in the photos. Oh,
0: that's so sweet. So it sounds like you might be a lifelong learner, somebody who likes to continue learning and exploring new things and ideas and also maybe crafty and you want to share, share your memories with your other loved ones. Um, do you think that's
1: true about yourself? Uh, I would say so. You know, there's always the one person in the family that always took the family photos
2: Mm -hmm. and I was
1: that one and I've started, uh, uh, Going through boxes and boxes of photos and sorting them, and I, I figure there's something I'll if I live long enough I might get through them all. Uh, <laughs> my uh, I did get some uh, old photos from my aunt before she passed away wow. of uh, uh, my mother's side of the family, mm-hmm. uh, and it goes back. Uh, several generations to when the first uh, uh, ones came over from Czechoslovakia so uh, Mm. I want to put a scrapbook together on that to Mm. uh, be able to hand down to my children and also uh, get them to my cousins and and my, my brother also so they can hand them down.
0: Oh that's incredible. Do you feel like when you're going through those pictures, it stirs up some memories for you or maybe connects you to kind
1: of your family history? Yeah, it really does. And, and normally, as I've been sorting these photos, you take photos normally for, or for the most part on happy occasions. Mm. So it's bringing back a lot of happy memories.
0: That's wonderful. What has been one of the best memories those pictures have brought up for you?
1: Well, uh, of course, the kids when they were babies. Yeah. And uh, uh, and, uh, grandparents that have been gone for a long time Mm -hmm. and uh, places we visited. um, And of course, the grandchildren. Yeah. they are uh, nineteen and twenty-two now, so uh, mm-hmm. and off to college. So yeah, uh, those have been fond memories.
0: That's awesome. So it sounds like you have had a really rich life with lots of loved ones around you. I wonder if you could just sort of walk us through some of the major seasons of your life, and maybe even start at the beginning. Like, where were you born, and where did you grow up?
1: Uh, I was. Born in Washington, D.C., and I lived in the D.C. area, mainly Maryland, until I was 10. Mm -hmm. Then we moved to Florida, and mainly Fort Myers. I lived there for four years. My father was from Texas, so Mm -hmm. he always wanted to go back to Texas. So we Mm -hmm. moved back to Texas, and to Greenville, which is 50 Mm -hmm. miles northeast of Dallas. And I went to high school there, and uh, and then I went off to Sherman to one year of college there. Then I married, and we lived in Texas, Louisiana, Kansas, mm-hmm. back to Texas,
0: <laughs> and
1: many places in Texas, so... <laughs>
0: Are there any of those that are your favorite or least
1: favorite place? Uh, I love living in Florida because uh, uh, we were far enough south that you you, uh, had uh, 24-7, you could be outside and do whatever you wanted to. There's always something to do. You could go to the beach. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I was a kid then. Uh, I love Temple because it's a wonderful type place. It was a wonderful place to bring up my kids.
2: Mm. And then
1: we uh, uh, lived in uh, the Whitney area. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I really liked living there. I uh, was there for, for eight years. We had dual citizenship, I guess you'd say. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had businesses in uh, Temple and my husband would spend three or four days in Temple and then he would mm-hmm. come up and spend three or four days up there. And I yeah. had a, I had a uh, resort up there. Oh, and, wow. And, uh, uh, and I really enjoyed doing that. That hmm. was one of my favorite things. That's I did wonderful. that for eight years. Yeah. So you've talked a little
0: bit about your husband and I'm a real sucker for romance and love. Uh, Would you be willing to share anything about how you guys met and um,
1: how you got married and stuff like that? Oh, sure. Um, Back in Greenville, uh, I was going, they had a, what was called a citywide youth organization that met once a month and they were having a three-day revival type thing for, for the, the, uh, teenagers. And I was from first Presbyterian church and he was from first Methodist church. And this was being held at first Christian church. <laughs> <laughs> All the first
0: churches.
1: <laughs> right. And so, um, it was the first night and, uh, I remember, we had just uh, just gotten there and I was talking to some people and he walked, uh, saw him walk in the door and I thought, hmm, I'd like to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing I knew, he had someone introduce him to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then he asked me uh, later uh, if he could bring me the next night. Mm-hmm. And, or, and of course he brought me the next two nights and then the, <laughs> the, thing, the thing about it was his younger sister uh rode in the car with us so <laughs> <laughs> she was supervising <laughs> <laughs> right. so uh so then the rest I guess you say is history yeah
0: <laughs> So you met at a revival, both of you coming from other denominations, attending this third denomination together. So did you guys uh, continue attending church together and what role did faith play in your relationship?
1: Well, uh after we married, uh uh my husband's name was Gary. He was uh he was also a lay minister in the Methodist church. Mm-hmm. and uh we uh, after we married we moved to dallas but we drove back to greenville every sunday because he had a little uh country church that he preached at
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he actually we laugh about it because he recalled he it called it a cemetery association <laughs> Because it was back then where you had the little country church and the cemetery, you know, right there mm-hmm. with it. And uh, also some of the older ladies of the church would tell him what he needed to preach each Sunday. So.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what we call preaching team. <laughs> he got the input. Wow. So was he a minister the majority
1: of his adult life? No. Um, uh- life got in the way and uh and back during the berlin crisis he was he was in the uh national guard and got called up Mm. and and that's when we ended up in louisiana Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so uh that that ended that Uh,
0: Mm -hmm. did you like being um a minister's wife
1: or were you involved in the ministry as well uh, not that much, because we were just there for a short time on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, okay. uh, as far as being
0: involved.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was
0: a back and forth thing, kind of like what I'm doing
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, because we lived and worked in uh, Dallas, so. hmm yeah.
0: So, I wonder how your journey of faith began. Was it when you were a child, or was it around the time you were a young adult or later in life that you really came to God? Can you tell me about your your faith story and how you
1: came to believe in Jesus? Well, I was always raised in the church, and uh, my parents were you know they brought me up in the church and even uh, later, when I was a teenager, um, my uh, parents didn't go that often because my brother came along, <laughs> mm. and uh, there's 15 and a half years difference between he and I, Wow! and, and uh, so, uh, but I continued to go, and, uh, and, then, and then, of course, I married.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I, and then he and I always went to church and, uh, was always very active. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I guess my kids were older, they continued to go, but I got into, uh, my job was a seven day a week job. So I didn't go so much and it was kind of like life got in the way. Yeah. And and it wasn't until I sold my business
2: Mm.
1: and kind of semi-retired and I started going to uh, BSF, which is Bible Study Fellowship. Yeah. And and that, I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. And uh, that's very intense. And then Later went to CBS, which was community Bible study, and that was at night. Mm-hmm. So I did a, a 12 years of that. Wow! And uh, where it was really delved into the, you know, was real deep Bible study, mm-hmm. and uh, and I had a real reawakening. I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or a deepening of, of faith uh, during that time. And I um, wouldn't take anything for that. Yeah. So
0: it was later in life that you really dug into God's word and had a
1: deeper faith? Yes, I think that's right. I think when you're younger, uh, you go because you've always gone. Mm. And... um uh, then life gets in the way. Yeah. And uh, and also then when, uh, like I say, when I was older, uh, while I was in my 50s, uh, you have time to also reflect mm. back on your life where you can see, that wasn't me. That, that was God. God yeah. did that. Mm. And uh, um, it was a real eye-opening time I guess you'd say so what are some of the
0: things that you look back on and realize that it was God who did it
1: well it was just uh, some of the things that I even that I did within the church uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, when we were living in Kansas and uh, and you know at that time I was patting myself on the back and then later I thought that wasn't me Mm. That was God, you know, it's just mm-hmm. little things like that. And you can, uh, if you look, you can see, Hmm. Mm. and, uh, and a lot of it is, is being still <laughs> Yeah. looking and listening. Hmm. So how do you do that now to be still and look
0: and listen? What does that look like for you in your daily life?
1: Uh, well, I, uh, uh, I do that a lot because like to say, I'm older. Uh, my husband has passed, uh, even my little dogs that I've, I've always had animals all my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have, I really have the time to, yeah. uh, notice daily things, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're driving your car, <laughs> uh, or if you're just doing your everyday life, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, a lot of things that you can see.
0: Yeah. Do you think that comes through experience with God and more time spent in his word that it makes you able to realize when he's there, even when you're not holding your Bible in your
1: hand. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes with, with wisdom, I guess you'd say Uh, Mm -hmm. just, just uh, growing older. And I think this, this happens with a lot of people because you do have the time Uh, you, you, you're not going 50 miles an hour like you did Mm -hmm. when this kid has to be there and that other kid has to be in the opposite direction and you're mm-hmm. torn and you have a job, you're working, right. uh, fixing meals, uh, mm-hmm. trying to balance. Uh, as my daughter says, if she's got all these spinning plates. <laughs> yeah. And trying to keep mm-hmm. them spinning all at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. So, What advice would you give to people who are in that situation, like your daughter, of just you have kids, and your life is busy, and you're working? How do you make sure that you're nurturing your relationship with God, while also trying to keep all the other plates spinning? Right,
1: right. Well, one um, that I learned, like I say later, probably in my 50s, is one is that lighten up (laughs) Uh, you know nothing has to be perfect I I was Mm -hmm. one of these you know you had to be the perfect mom you had to be good at your job you had to keep a perfect house you know that Mm -hmm. was then it's not I think people have learned more to relax and that God's got this Mm -hmm. you know he's going to work it out yeah uh, for your betterment Mm -hmm. and uh and if you screw up (laughs) uh he'll work it out you may have to Mm -hmm. pay the consequences for whatever you did yeah it's not the end of the world
0: yeah I feel like those are words of grace right now because a lot of our families are under high levels of stress and uh it has you know been an unusual season for many and we need to take a deep breath and remember that God is in control and that, uh, he will help us and work things out, you know, um, that we should be faithful and obey him, be faithful in the little, but that ultimately God is holding, holding this all together. Um, maybe we could ask him to hold the plates for us (laughs) or be the one to keep spinning the plates. (laughs)
1: Right. And if one breaks, they can put it back together. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's uh, right.
0: Or maybe we didn't need that one anyways.
1: <laughs> and we may all have a little chips here and there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And and one thing also is my husband um had Alzheimer's. Mm. And uh and my walk with him as his caregiver was um even though it was i would say it was horrible it was still a blessing Mm -hmm. and uh i uh and through that you could see god working
0: how how did you see god working during that because i mean i have some experience with caring for loved ones with dementia too and um it can be really really just exhausting and emotionally draining? How did you see that God was working in that situation
1: too? Well, I was able to, uh, in the beginning, I, uh, before it got really, really bad, uh, uh, there were, uh, support groups, um uh, there's, uh, in temple, there is a couple of groups. Um, uh, one was Thursday club and, uh, it's at the, first Lutheran church downtown and you could take your loved one there from nine to one Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: they had uh, a program for them the whole time Mm. they had a spiritual program they had uh uh, entertainment Mm. and uh they played games they exercised they fed them lunch and uh so I could take him there and he, he really enjoyed that. Um, mm-hmm. And they also had a support group for the caregivers once uh, a month. And then wow. there was another one which he did, didn't go to as much that was on Tuesdays at another church. And it was only for four hours, but it gave me a break and it gave him a break from me and he got right. it out of the house and uh, so i could run my errands and do things such as that and mm-hmm. that that to me was a god-given program yeah uh, when he uh got worse i uh and he'd spend time in the hospital and then he went to rehab and mm-hmm. i know uh, i had to make a, a choice then whether to put him in memory care or not and mm-hmm. uh and I did a lot of praying about that, and um, so uh, I did decide to go ahead and do it. And mm-hmm. that was was the right decision for him. He was a people person, mm-hmm. and he thrived. He wow. he enjoyed uh, having the other people around, and uh, mm-hmm. they were in uh, uh, the the wing he was in. They were they have four wings, only 13 people each. And they had their own living room and, and dining room. So they all ate, ate together, just those same 13. And mm-hmm. they were like a little family and they all cared oh, about yeah. each other. And it was really sweet mm. to, to watch. And also uh, during this time, uh, physically and also emotionally, he thrived where at home, all he wanted to do was stay in bed. So uh uh and then uh when uh his uh, downturn came mm-hmm. um I considered it I know the church offered uh, to have people come sit with me mm-hmm. but I and, but I at that time I I I said no because I considered that a sacred time yeah with, with just the two of us and and i uh got to talk to him and tell him uh what a great life we had and all the mm-hmm. memories we had and and who all he was gonna see when he got to heaven so um uh like I say i it was uh, a good goodbye i guess you'd say
0: saying goodbye is is it's amazing if you can know how to do that well um, or if you can have that precious time with your loved one. So that's um, I'm, I'm grateful for you that you were able to have that time with him. Um, you must miss him, though, day to day. Or has it been so long?
1: Yeah, it's been two years now.
0: That's not very long. Yeah. So do you still feel the absence of him in your day-to-day life?
1: Yes, I do. And uh, of course, I talk to him from time to time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know you must have been amazing at caring for him. Um, And that is definitely not easy. So were there ways that Do you feel like that season impacted your spiritual life
1: or your relationship with God at all? Oh, yeah, I do. And uh, one thing I was thankful for was uh, my friends. They were a good support group also.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's such a blessing to have people around you um, in seasons like that when you need them. So. Um, so, um, how long have you been at the Vine? I haven't gotten to know that about you yet.
1: Well, I was trying to think about that. Um, I know, uh, Sean was the minister. Um, it was six years, maybe seven. Hmm. Um, when our, uh, my husband and I first first came and, and found the vine and the the reason we uh, chose that and I should say we've uh, when we when I moved back permanently uh, we visited all different churches. Hmm. Uh, I can tell you about anything about any church <laughs> <laughs> in and the whole general, area. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, And our home church was First Methodist, but Mm -hmm. uh, we had gotten involved with the uh, Open Range Cowboy Church in Whitney and absolutely adored that and Mm -hmm. uh, loved that church. And uh, so, anyway, we went, uh, when we came back, we decided, well, well, let's try some of these other churches. And it didn't matter what denomination, because we're all trying to get to heaven anyway. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we, um, went to all these different churches and, um, when we walked into the vine, it was such a friendly atmosphere Mm. and, um, we, we felt very welcomed and, uh, we loved the music Mm. and, and to me, music is very important part of the, the worship.
0: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, me too. I I connect quite deeply with in the music with God and so
1: yeah, that's something that I like too. So, um and I will say that I uh, I don't remember how many years we went and then all of a sudden my my husband's said, "Let's go back to the First Methodist." And I mm-hmm. thought, "Well, okay." So we went back and I I kept thinking why? And the only thing I could think of is that he could remember those people. Mm. And uh, so we went there uh, until uh, uh, he had to go to memory care. And then uh, uh, I came back to the vine. So,
0: yeah. Do you think that being a part of multiple congregations and different denominations has taught you something valuable in your faith, or do you think that it's beneficial to grow up in one church and kind of be in that for your whole life?
1: Well, uh, there's pros and cons to both i uh, because we moved around a lot and we were uh, usually stuck to that denomination um, uh, which was Methodist, which I joined because Methodist and Presbyterian were very close and I wanted to be, because my husband was Methodist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I think that was um, back in the olden days, everybody stuck to their one <laughs> denomination. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then when I went to uh, Bible study fellowship, That was uh, women from all denominations. Mm. And I think that's when I, you know, had the light bulb moment. We're all trying to get (laughs) to the same place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, we all love God. And uh, um, we're um, just because you're in one denomination doesn't make you any better. or you know, than another Mm -hmm. denomination, and uh, um, we're all trying, like I said, yeah, to get to the same place, so.
0: I think it makes church fun when we have people from different denominations, and we bring our diversity together, and find our unity when we remember that we are all followers of Jesus Christ, and that he is what we have in common, Um, so I think that it kind of spices things up in in terms of just hearing different perspectives. And even like the way that we talk about God can be different from one denomination to another, or the way that we worship. Um, so I feel like it's refining when you experience different types of church, even in different parts of the world or different states like you have to live in so many states. Um, so I think that is probably something that has made you stronger um in knowing what it means to be a Christian
1: it's also made me um I know I went to one church that uh I don't know quite how to put this that I felt was not I guess it opened my eyes Hmm. that uh I know I went there one Sunday. A neighborhood invited me to go there, and uh, so we went. And uh, this was in Kansas, and the minister said during the service, "You know, we don't just don't let anybody join this church." Uh huh. And I thought, I'm gone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a church that doesn't let anybody who wants to come you know Mm -hmm. and join the church that is not for me that's
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, eye-opening I guess you'd say right
0: yeah I think that sometimes hearing what you disagree with helps you realize what you do agree with and what you believe so it can be a refining kind of uh, rubbing experience too when you're exposed to something that you can hear and be like no That is not where I stand. It helps you to realize where you do. Um, At least that's how it's worked for me several times in my life.
1: (laughs) So. Right. And then also you have churches that this is the way we've always done it. And this is the way we're always going to do it.
0: Uh,
1: And it's because they've never been exposed to anything else.
0: Well, I'm glad you're a part of the vine so you can help us to keep things uh, diverse and shaken up (laughs) Uh, and help us to to refine and, you know, just to um, make sure that we're a welcoming environment for everyone who wants to be a part of us, but that we're standing solid on the rock of Jesus. Um, I want to ask you maybe one more question. What's something that you think others could learn from the story of your life, especially other followers of Jesus?
1: Well, uh, I guess perseverance, mm. uh, just keep going, uh, yeah. and that, uh, God will work it out, whatever the problem is, uh, just rely on him, mm. uh, He's got this.
0: Amen. Amen. That's great. And then maybe one more. What are some hopes and dreams that you have for your future? Because we've talked a good bit about your past and things that you've gone through. But what do you look
1: for? What do you hope for in days to come? Well, right now it's to stay well enough, long enough Yeah, <laughs> to go and and do and see because mm. uh, since I have no uh, response responsibilities other than myself right now for the first time mm-hmm. in, uh, years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of feel like this is my time and, uh, uh, uh I want to see, uh, I wanted to travel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I want to spend more time with my family. Uh, um, I have no family here. They, uh, uh Live in they still uh, live in Texas and in Bastrop and uh, uh, in Frisco, Texas, and, uh, uh, and it's really been um, frustrating not to be able to go see them, not to be able to see the uh, my one grandson graduate from high school last year, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and to spend the holidays. Yeah, but, uh, I know that will come. So mm-hmm. uh, 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 right now, it's just uh, I guess my future is friends, family, yeah. uh, being able to live life, travel. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I hope that you get to experience all of those things, and pray that you stay stay well and um, get to travel and spend time with your family. Those are good aspirations to have, and. I know that from your testimony, God will continue to be with you in all of that, um, as He has been through everything else that you've walked through. So thank you for sharing some of your story with us today. It was really a privilege um, to get to hear from you and learn from you. Is there anything else that that you would want to make sure we hear about your life or your faith, your walk with Jesus, um, before we close today?
1: I think that people
0: have heard enough. (laughs) (laughs) oh that is so funny i love your sense of humor um well awesome well would it be okay if i pray for us as we close today please do okay let's pray Father, thank you so much for this time shared together. Thank you for Carol and just opening up a bit of her story to us today. I pray that you would bless her, that you would provide for her needs, um, that she would be able to have the social interaction that she needs to flourish. And um, just thank you for her desire to learn and to grow and to continue to walk with you. May you bless and keep her and all of our members at the Vine today. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. Amen we